Welcome and thank you for accepting our invitation to our Bible study and reflection for Wednesday, October 26, 2022. As always, I invite you to share a link to this podcast with your family and friends because I truly believe when God's word is sent out, it never returns empty. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God, you, re you revealed yourself in and through your Son, Jesus Christ. His story was written thousands of years ago. And it is in and through this story that we see the need for, as well as meet, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, four or five years ago, a gentleman named Dr. Rick Grigsby delivered a commencement speech that really caught my attention. It was about his dad and memories of his family life growing up. He's also written a book titled Lessons from a Third Grade Dropout. I highly recommend the book as well as the video for not only your enjoyment but your education as well. If you go to YouTube and search for Best Speech Ever, Dr. Rick Grigsby, you will not be disappointed. Now one of the famous questions his dad used to ask was, how you living? That's a question that I don't ask myself enough. Not only how you living, but who are you living for? Are you living for yourself? Are you pretty satisfied with your personal accomplishments? Do you constantly take credit for what you would characterize as good deeds? Do you ever admit and or accept blame? Remember, Jesus said you can't serve two masters, so we're either living for and to serve God, or we are living for and to serve ourselves. Now, there's a quote I ran across several years ago, and I can't remember who to credit this to, but I want to share it with you. And I quote, Our congregations are infected by American religion, which comes down to, we can do it and we'll get God's help if we need it, end quote. You know, we will either trust in and serve God or we will trust in and serve ourselves. It's our choice. Well, does the Bible have anything to say about this? <laughs> yes, it does. Let's start by reading Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Well, you know, it's just human nature for us to get out and try and run the race on our own, isn't it? In the book of 2 John, verse 9, John says, Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. Now, our next reading comes from the book of 1 Peter. And here he is writing to comfort and encourage Christians that are being persecuted for their faith. I heard the saying years ago that faith is caught, not taught. 
Now, just possibly that is one of the points Peter is trying to make in verse 12. The reading from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3 and verse 12. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good, live such good lives among the pagans that, though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Now, Laurel has a daily devotional um, she reads every morning, and occasionally she'll share it with me. Yesterday, she shared the devotional with me, and it was very impactful, and I want to share it with you. This devotional is taken from a book titled New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp, copyright 2014, and I'm using it by permission of Crossway, a publishing ministry of Good News Publishers. And this is the preface to the devotional, and then I'll move into the devotional. God's agenda is change. Your need is change. The promise of grace is change. The hope of eternity is the completion of the work of change. We all tend to share in a big, bad, personal problem. It's one that doesn't get much press or pulpit time. Yet, this problem is a huge interrupter of our personal spiritual development. If you have this problem, you won't be concerned that you have this problem precisely because you have this problem. I confess that I think this is a big deal for me as well. The problem is personal, spiritual self-satisfaction. The more I travel from church to church, the more I engage with leaders and the more I have opportunities to interview people in the seats, the more I grow convinced that the true crisis in the modern evangelical church is not dissatisfaction, it's the opposite. We are all too satisfied. We're all too satisfied with who we are, where we are, and what we're doing. We're satisfied with a little bit of biblical literacy. We're satisfied with occasional moments of ministry. We're satisfied with manageable debt that allows us to put a few coins in the plate. We're satisfied that we've been married for a while and it doesn't look as if we'll break up soon. We're satisfied with a bit of grasp on theology of Scripture. We're satisfied with faithful attendance at the weekend services of our churches. We're satisfied with quick morning devotions. We're satisfied with a little ministry experience. We're satisfied that we don't act out our lust and we don't communicate most of our envy. We're satisfied that we can harness a good bit of our fear of man. We're satisfied, satisfied to use most of our material resources to make and keep ourselves comfortable. We're satisfied to be mere consumers of the work of the church rather than committed participants in it. We're satisfied with hearts that occasionally wander 
and with thoughts that contradict what the Bible says is good and true. We're satisfied with the amount of conflict we have in our lives. We are satisfied. None of us is yet a grace graduate, but we're satisfied. We all give evidence that we still need to grow, but we're satisfied. And because we're satisfied, we are resistant to the grace that is our only hope. If you're able to convince yourself that you are healthy, even though there may be indicators that you're not, you are probably not going to go to the doctor asking for his diagnostic and curative skill. But here's what you and I need to remember. We serve a dissatisfied Redeemer. He knows we still need the transforming work of his powerful grace. Isn't it wonderful that in gracious dissatisfaction, he will not relent until every microbe of sin is removed from every cell of every one of the hearts of his children. Well, this was just too good not to share with you. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you got something out of it and something that you might reflect on. And right about now, we may be wondering, how are we to find our way in this world? What is the way to real spiritual satisfaction, not self-satisfaction? Well, Jesus knows. Listen to his words as recorded in the book of John, chapter 14, verses 5 through 7. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where we are going. you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Let us pray. Most merciful and wonderful God, you came to visit us in the person of Jesus Christ. And it was Jesus that shared with us what new kingdom living looks like. He came in a lowly and humble way, and he came to serve, not to be served. Help us to daily examine ourselves and ask ourselves if we are walking in the light of Jesus to serve others as opposed to serving ourselves. We ask this in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.